Hi, it's Michael Anthony. And welcome to The Meat of It, a carnivore podcast about life. Sorry if there's a lot of noise. I have construction across the street. I live in Manhattan, as most of you know, and I'm trying to get out of Manhattan. That's one reason why. Endless construction across the street for the past, I don't know, it feels like um, two years. <laughs> and pretty much the whole time I've been here up in Washington Heights. It could be worse, it could be jackhammers or something, but still, it's, it's too much noise. I want to be surrounded. Birds are noisy, right? But I like birds. I love the sound of birds. That's life happening. This is life happening too, but... It's not on the same vibration, you know what I mean? Anyway, the grumblings of a lifelong New Yorker. A lifelong, such a life, I'm so hopelessly urban that I'm getting my driver's license as we speak. I'm working, not just, I have my permit, which I just got back. And I first got my permit in, I think, my 20s, and now I'm in my 30s. <laughs> so, um... This is taking forever, but I'm actually taking my driving lessons. I've had three driving lessons, three, and I've done all right. So far, I haven't made any huge mistakes. I haven't, uh, I've gotten honked at once or twice by impatient drivers, but look, as soon as the light turns green in New York City, that they're honking. But their honking has not had any effect on me whatsoever because <laughs> they're not gonna make me rush. I'm learning how to drive here. This is my third time behind the wheel, okay? So be as impatient as you like, but I'm taking my, I'm not going to be too slow, but I'm not going to be too fast either. That's the thing is that it's New York and they want you to be too fast. It, not when I'm learning how to drive, buddy. I'm driving here. So far, my instructors seem to think I'm doing okay. So that's a good sign. <laughs> um, they're letting me drive. So uh, that that's, uh, yeah, that's good. After my second lesson, which is again, my second time behind the wheel. Okay, ever. I, I don't think I've... Growing up, I don't think I even sat on someone's lap at the driver's seat and pretended to play with the wheel. I don't think I even did that. So, I, I've never driven in my life up until this point, but I'm catching on quickly. Like I was saying, after my second lesson, my instructor said, there are people who have been taking classes, you know, five classes, ten classes, and they're driving like you after ten classes. So, that's not bad. Mr. Two Lessons over here is outperforming Mr. Five Lessons, even Mr. Ten Lessons in some cases. I'm proud of myself because this made me nervous, but I'm, I'm actually catching, I'm actually driving. This must look really absurd to anyone who's been driving since the age of 16, alright? Excuse me, but I haven't. I acknowledge I'm about 20 years behind. Over 20, I'm 21 years behind you. But at least I'm finally doing it. Believe it or not, as a lifelong New Yorker, I have not needed a driver's license or even a permit. So I have needed help or rides from friends who have cars, but um, I have not needed to drive myself. It's, I guess, kind of a gray area since I have relied on people who do drive to get to certain places and do certain things, but overall, I have not needed one. That's because the city is so highly centralized. I live in Manhattan. What do I need? I go across the street, I go down the block, I go, I take the train downtown. 
I get anything I need. But seeing where things are going now, after the lockdowns and everything, and with these mask mandates and all this other stuff, this it's just, there's no liberty anymore. And it's really in the cities where they're attacking liberties the most. And I think that's where all the worst of it's gonna happen. So I'm trying to get out as soon as possible. <laughs> that's how hopelessly urban I've been all this time. I, I didn't even plan my escape. I figured, yeah, this is good. I got everything I need. What do I got to worry about? Where am I going? And now I'm doing everything I can to get out as soon as possible because I have to secure my lifestyle as someone who wants to live a natural life, a carnivorous life. They're pushing all this plant-based stuff, this anti-meat stuff, even anti-cow stuff. Ugh, and it's getting out of hand. The other day I was walking past 42nd Street, just west of Times Square, and there was this huge billboard for veganism. It had this woman glaring at the camera with a bunch of leaves stuffed in her face, and it looked psychotic. And the billboard said, looking for a sign to go vegan? This is it. And I, I get the joke, and I can appreciate a, a humor. I can appreciate humor, but this is just abrasive and, again, psychotic. I'm not using that word lightly here. As someone who has dealt with mental illness, with depression, PTSD, anxiety, I can tell you that this is not really funny. And the reason it's ultimately just not funny is that veganism does tend to cause severe deficiencies that are, are caused by not eating enough animal foods. I'm not gonna pretend to be an expert and list all the different things. I'm not a nutritionist, obviously, so this is not medical advice. I'm just telling you mostly from experience and also from a lot of study and seeing the world around me, including a lot of people who have healed themselves the way I have, that these things are true. You can get by on just plants, but you can't really thrive on just, I think that most people who are thriving vegans have had omnivorous pasts that are kind of carrying them through. Because if you're really only, unless you supplement, and the supplements, really. Supplements, how natural is a diet that requires supplements? But right there, I'm missing the whole point, right? Their intention is not to live a more natural life. Their intention is to avoid eating animals or using animal products at all costs. I get that. I understand. And when I was a little kid, I wanted to be a vegetarian. I said, Mommy, can I be a vegetarian? I don't want to eat animals. But... She made me at least cheese to make sure I had enough animal-based nutrition, thank goodness, and then kept feeding me chicken and beef and stuff like that, which I kept eating, thank goodness. But I'm just saying I understand where vegans are coming from ethically, wanting to do as little harm as possible on the planet uh, to other animals. But to sacrifice the human animal in favor of other animals that's where I draw the line. I'm not gonna make myself sick or rely on pills just to keep myself alive. But the point is that I, a 100% carnivore, agree with vegans in at least one way, that I would like to do as little harm as possible to other animals. But how is that possible if I'm eating animals? I'll tell you how. I'm eating mostly beef 
and one cow, that'll feed a bunch of people for a long time. I don't know how many people for exactly how long, but look, that's a lot of meat. And with that meat, I'm getting the purest nutrition I can. I'm, I'm nourishing my body so deeply that I'm going to be the healthiest I can possibly be. That's really important. And to me, that one death to feed many lives or one life very deeply for a long, long time. I think that's far less destructive than, do you know what has to be done to protect crops, plant crops? These are the rightful foods of these animals that we have to chase or kill. So many little lives are wiped out just to protect plants for our consumption. Little animal homes, habitats wiped away just to clear space for humans to eat their corn and wheat and other crap that's poisoning them. We're killing other animals so that we can grow peas that will lead us to malnourishment. It's not gonna feed us as well as one cow could. We're gonna kill all these other animals. Sure, they're smaller, but there are more of them. There, and don't forget about the insects, the birds, all these different animals that are being chased away or killed so that we can eat our plants. Don't forget about those animals. They are being killed so you can eat your plants guilt-free. And don't kid yourself for one second. Unfortunately, or for whatever it is, try not to make We, Who are we to judge the universe? We happen to be here. We happen to sustain ourselves best on meat like many other animals. And if we don't live by the rules of the universe into which we were born, the bodies into which we were born, we're going to experience a steady decline. If we choose to go against nature, which <laughs> humanity seems dead set on doing these days, then, uh, I don't know, <laughs> things are not looking good. But as long as we try to stay as natural as possible, we have a chance. But uh, getting back to that psychotic vegan billboard on 42nd Street, um, that humor, that attempt at humor, um, again, is not funny because of the deficiencies that are caused by veganism. And those deficiencies frequently lead to things like uh, brain fog, mood disorders, uh, even depression. Look around you, people are cutting back on meat. And they're eating more and more sugar, they're eating more and more seed oils or so-called vegetable oils, and they're eating more and more plants. These are things that are poisoning us and weakening us. In the case of seed oils especially, that, that's more of a poison. Uh, with plants, they have often mild toxins, actually frequently very severe toxins, but the few plant foods that are out there, the few plants that humans have essentially bred, we created these plants, mind you. We made them into something that we could eat because these plants don't want to be eaten. But the plants that we have cultivated over many generations to be mild enough for our stomachs, most of our stomachs, um, to tolerate on a day-to-day -day basis at least, while leading to a slow and steady decline, uh, yeah, that, that's basically my point. Uh, you have people eating these things and look around you. 
people are not doing as well as they used to. There's widespread diabetes, a lot of metabolic dysfunction, and diabetes, uh, hypothyroidism, um, even, again, depression, and even potentially things like Alzheimer's disease. These can all be traced back to the metabolic damage done. Even cancer. Most cancers feed on sugar. And so cutting out sugar should be a no-brainer. And yet, what doctor recommends cutting out sugar for cancer? These things are not discussed. And I, I, don't, I don't even know what to say about that because I don't want to judge too harshly, but right now the system is not working for us. It's working against us. So when the system is telling you to cut back on meat and eat more plants or even eat lab-grown meat or whatever the heck kind of garbage or plant-based meat, all these... I don't even know where this world is going, but it's not trying to be natural anymore. But I keep getting off topic because all this stuff drives me crazy, and each one of these points is another rabbit hole that I could go down and just talk about for hours, and maybe I will, but not right now. I want to get back to this billboard again because actually, you know, it even reminds me of another billboard I saw in the same neighborhood. This was actually in Times Square. I saw it after seeing Joker in the theaters, and Joaquin Phoenix had a poster also promoting veganism. That was one of the first things I saw after getting out of the theater to see Joker, was Joaquin Phoenix promoting veganism. And again, just like this poster, uh, that character, psychotic. Mental disorders can be triggered by a poor diet and lifestyle, including veganism, especially veganism, denying your body animal nutrients or taking a synthetic replacement for it. You're not living a natural life that's going to really sustain you and you can break down mentally, physically. But again, I know the point is not necessarily to live a more natural life, but rather to um, try not to eat animals or to use animal products because uh, supposedly that will help to prevent the deaths of animals. But the fact is that um, in order to eat plant foods uh, from around the world, mind you, even to get enough nutrition, you have to source your plants from all over the planet to, to gather enough nutrients to maybe hold yourself together for a couple of years while you continue to develop severe nutrition deficiencies because you're not eating animals and you're craving steak because your body needs steak. And I think that's why you see a lot of carnivores are pretty laid-back people, I think. Uh, we're enjoying ourselves. We're not worried about much. <laughs> we're, we're just taking it a day at a time. We're eating our relatively simple diet of not so many ingredients because uh, you know sometimes it feels like I've got a lot of ingredients in my life still but when I look around I remember oh yeah um, no I'm not dealing with pasta I'm not dealing with vegetables I'm not dealing with all sugars uh, sauces all the stuff that wasn't necessary and was often hurting me when I read a recipe now I think why did I put up with all this torture I mean I didn't even do anything really that complicated but seriously put this to boil while you do this to that and uh, it's just unnecessary for I'm, some meats can be a little complicated but I don't know it's worth it <laughs> maybe that's the point is that it's really worth it with meat I'm admitting my bias right there I, I, I think that 
my, my whole rant there was just to complain that you go through all those steps and what do you get? A bowl of rice. Give me a steak. And that's my motivation for getting the heck out of the city as soon as possible. I want to make sure that I can continue to eat meat because if they're going to start any crap with the... They're going to start it here, all right? When Bill Gates comes for my burger, he's going to be in the city first. So I'm going to be out in the wilderness where I can really hunt my own burgers. That's really my goal is to be able to hunt my own burgers, fish my own burger. I guess you can't fish for burgers, but you know what I mean. I'm moving from the city to the wilderness to secure my lifestyle. As a carnivore, as a nature lover, as a human being, because that out there right now, that's not human life. We're being treated like diseased cattle. Not even like cattle in general. Cattle in general get to roam the grass, munch on the grass, sit in the sunshine, and enjoy the protection of humans from other predators. And occasionally, one of them does get eaten, but overall, they have a pretty peaceful life. Especially compared to being out in the wild and eaten alive. But we're being treated like diseased cattle. Like we can barely be touched. We can't even be trusted to have noses and mouths over here. Sickly creatures that shouldn't even exist and should be caged up as much as possible. And it's disgusting. We're allowing ourselves to be abused and we're abusing each other on a worldwide scale for the sake of what people who don't care about you and aren't even following their own rules. They got caught a few times, but you know they were doing more and these leaders, these hypocrites are still doing more to lie to us and do whatever they want behind our backs. Because this is not about health, this is not about safety, this is about control over the population, to put it kindly. I would use harsher terms, but uh, <coughs> eugenics, <coughs> uh, I, I think I could be censored if I'm not careful. Yeah, I do basically think that this is about eugenics. I think it's about um, the people uh, who imagine that they are at the very top, uh, controlling the rest of us and uh, picking out the few that they think are maybe worthy of uh, living and serving them. But make no mistake, it's all about them and their power. Wow, I, I just wanted to talk about my driving lessons, guys. But um, this is what's driving me to take driving lessons. <laughs> All of this crap is why I'm so driven to leave the city. They're driving me out because they're driving me crazy. And I can't stand the injustice of it either, that they've convinced humanity, most of humanity, has been brainwashed into accepting that these people have any say over their lives. Do you know how many of these self-appointed aristocrats there are? <laughs> Not that many. Compa they know that, what's the 1%? That's 99% of humanity that can take over that 1% very easily. That's why they have to keep us under control. That's why they have to keep us stupid and, and afraid. <laughs> because as soon as we wise up, as soon as we take action on our own behalf, they're done. It doesn't take any crazy radical action to just stop acknowledging their self-declared authority. I, I never voted for these people. 
I, I didn't vote. If you did, maybe, I don't know. But even then, you have the right to say, I take it back. Because you're not doing, you're not representing me. You're representing your own interests and you're killing me, quite frankly. You're killing me here. We have to make it clear to these so-called authorities who are supposed to be helping and serving us, protecting us. Instead, they're controlling and abusing us. We have to make it clear to these so-called authorities that they really have no authority over us, that we don't give them. We have to remember that the only rights we lose are the ones we give away. We're born with our freedoms. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. <sighs> okay. Like I said, all I wanted to do was talk about my driving lessons. I had three driving lessons. They went very well. Uh, but uh, the reasons for my driving lessons, they run deep. I've always loved nature, but I always figured Central Park is enough for me. But now I need to be out in the wilderness because uh, the city has shown itself to be uh, just not the place I thought it was. It certainly isn't the place that it was before. It's not as exciting as it used to be. And it's going to just, it's going to be lame when it opens back up. For years, it's going to be just pretty, I don't know. Like I said, I don't want to stay in the city just to continue to be treated like sick cattle. I think that's horrible that every, no matter how healthy we are, we're being treated like just a sick beast of burden that isn't even really worth burden these days. They're not letting us work. So they're seeing less and less use for us and that should make us concerned. But we can still take steps to resist, even in the city. Like, uh, I've been buying more humanely sourced meat. I've been deliberately seeking out things that have uh, certain certifications, or uh, at least the claim is out there that they're doing better. They're trying, and that's the market I want to support. So getting back to the vegan ethics, it's far more sustainable to raise one cow who, mind you, is not causing any kind of climate change. Cows have been around forever. It's mostly transportation. The transportation that flies Bill Gates from one meeting to another in his private jet. The same fuel that's bringing you ingredients from South America and across the country and across the world. Just so that you can meet your minimum nutrition requirements, which on a plant-based diet are very tough without supplements and other kinds of unnatural things that you have to get from all over the place and you have to use machines and you have to use all this whereas one cow one cow <laughs> is enough to replace all of that mess and most of my meat is coming from no farther than one state away so i'm doing better on the local thing and i think that local food is the future of food i think the more local the better i mean like i said I plan on having hunting grounds and f a fishing stream or a fishing pond, whatever I can get. I want hunting and fishing on my own grounds when I get my new home, when I start my homestead. When I get out of New York City, I'm going to learn how to sustain myself as much as possible, which is the opposite of city life. And <laughs> another thing is driving is going to be a lot easier. Look, I'll admit. 
the driving in New York City is crazy. I'm learning in the most difficult place possible, for sure. And when I'm out in the wilderness, the noise is not going to be a construction across the street. It's going to be birds and stuff like that. The kinds of noises I want. So over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to keep on taking my lessons. I mean, I, it's all happening pretty quickly. I, at first, I had to get my permit, and then I had to start taking... I, I went downtown and took the test, and then went back uptown and signed up for driving lessons. And my lessons are going very well. I think there is some advantage to being older. I have, I think, a good sense of certain... I don't know, I, I just feel like maybe I'm more prepared than I would have been as a teenager to start driving now. I even did a little cartoon, a self-portrait of myself as a, a vehicle, I guess, of some... just my head as a vehicle. Um, just a crazy cartoon inspired by Ed Roth. My second driving lesson was the same day as Ed Roth, I'm sorry, Ed Big Daddy Roth's birthday. So I decided to draw myself as one of his crazy rat fink type characters, uh, but as a vehicle. I don't draw vehicles because I haven't driven my whole life, but now, now's the time, right? So I decided to celebrate with a fun sketch and it also kind of helped me to relax after all of that. It didn't make me anxious, but it required a lot of focus. It's a, a whole different mindset that I'm getting used to, from pedestrian to driver. And it's even making me a friendlier pedestrian. I'm understanding what drivers have to go through more than ever. And uh, yeah, I'm, I think, uh, learning a lot. No matter what you're dealing with in life, at this very moment, it can be a lesson. It can be something that can teach you or reinforce a past lesson that you didn't really pick up on before because you needed to hear it again. And that's why the universe is telling you again, hey, hey, do you get it? Do you get it? So pay attention. That applies to circumstances and people. If you keep dealing with the same crappy circumstances, the same negative people, these patterns in your life are telling you something. And that's your chance. Once you realize that that pattern is there, that's your chance to fix it. I'm finding myself in a pattern of lifelong dependency upon the state. And, man, it's very quickly hitting me that that's not okay. Not, a, not at all. It's actually really bad, really dangerous, and I'm so lucky that I've made it this far because they weren't looking out for me, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, uh, whoever they are, because whatever the system is, it was making me sicker, fatter, uh, more depressed, year after year, more sore. I was breaking down, falling apart in my mid-twenties. It's absurd. And now I'm in my late thirties, feeling younger, healthier than ever, and there are some very powerful people out there trying to undermine my health, trying to take my burger away from me. Yes, I am going to complain if you try to take my burger away. Because it's not just a burger. That is my life. That is health. That is nourishment. That is sustenance. That is pure nutrition. And we've been brainwashed that it's the opposite, that we have to moderate meat, that meat is not safe. Could it be any more obvious that someone's trying to keep us from the truth 
to keep us unhealthy so they can profit off of our sickness and control our numbers. They can kill us off or at least keep us from reproducing too much because we ruin their planet because this, they see it as their planet, not ours. That's what's become so incredibly clear to me, that they, they don't want us to share this world with them or any other animals, quite frankly. So uh, whoever is trying to control things here is trying to divorce us from nature, divorce us from each other. It's terrible. But it's not too late. They're resorting to propaganda, censorship, things like this, because they don't want to seem too harsh. They don't want to crack down on us too hard and show their cards because uh, as soon as they really start showing what they're actually trying to do to us, ooh, I, I fear that day, quite frankly. I do fear that day. I try not to say that I fear anything, but I am afraid of that. That's why I'm getting out of the city. When they do come for us, I'm not going to be anywhere near the heart of things. And... Uh, I encourage everyone else to try to, you'll see it coming. So just as soon as you catch on to what's going on, get out, please, if you can. But if you can't, we can still do whatever we, look, try to vote with your dollars. Support the most sustainable local ranchers and farmers possible, things like that. Go to a farmer's market or something. These are the options that I hope continue to remain but that we have to keep going. We have to keep these things going. We have to support those who provide us natural food now more than ever. So uh, in the past, I used to be a lot more, eh, you know, uh, eat some McDonald's, eat some whatever. And I still encourage you to eat whatever you can afford. But if you can afford a couple dollars more and a little more time, I would go with something more sustainable, more local, and I think that's going to be better for us in the long run. And I think that's ultimately what we're going to be forced to choose anyway. That's why I want to support it now while it still exists. Sustainable ranching, local ranching. Because if all of our local sources of food disappear, and we have to rely on that centralized system that's been killing us, okay, killing us, poisoning us, keeping us sick, if we rely on them, that's, I, I don't even want to say what that is, but it's death. Okay, I really, I swear this whole thing has been my attempt to talk about my driving lessons. That's all I was going to talk about. Not all, I was going to talk about being a carnivore, you know, what I've been eating, things like that. But really, this is about why I'm leaving the city. Last time I talked about it a bit, but um, there are layers to this, and I think it's worth discussing the many reasons that cities are not doing us any favors right now, that civilization itself is becoming more of a burden than uh, an asset. It's crazy. You would think that... I've always been very pro-civilization, and who doesn't look at uh, those uncivilized barbarians, those wild animals over there who can't seem to control themselves, but no, it's civilization that can't control itself. In, in, in all its propriety, all it does is destroy, poison, kill. I'm sick of it. When I got my driver's permit, I of course had the option to update my information with the Board of Elections, and um, I did. I, uh, the other day when I got my permit, signed up with the Libertarian Party. 
I'm still learning a lot about libertarianism, but from everything I've been learning over many, I've been reading things, I've been listening to audiobooks, podcasts, videos, everything about libertarianism, I mean, the heart of it is what I believe in. Ultimately, just freedom. And I want to support liberty however I can, through my work here, through everything I do, through voting with my dollars, with what food, what meat I choose, what food I choose, but specifically what meat I choose. I hope I'm making sense here because I am kind of just going off on rants because every time I, I try to, I try to just bring up these issues along the way to discussing other things and I get caught up in each and every one of these points because each one of them matters so much. <laughs> it's, it, I, but I do tend to ramble and I hope this has made sense. And even if you disagree, I hope that it's at least food for thought. Something that'll get you questioning your own beliefs. Because I've been questioning my own beliefs a lot, okay? If you think that I haven't been questioning my beliefs, if you think that I'm content and complacent over here, far from it. I have been tearing my foundations apart just to get to the heart of the truth. And it's paying off, but man, it hurts sometimes. It's not easy. So if you've been challenging your own beliefs and pushing through it and finding wisdom at the other end, good for you. That's, that's a triumph, it really is. That's free thinking and that's what, that's what we need, that freedom. That's what we're fighting, that's what I'm fighting for, is the freedom to be able to think, to, to act on my own, to learn through experience. That's only possible through liberty. All right, whether or not I've been ranting, whether or not I've been actually coherent, I should wrap it up here. And uh, I appreciate you spending this time with me. A special shout out to all of my supporters at Patreon, including Adrian, welcome, and Mary, welcome back. Thank you to all of you for your support. I've been getting better equipment, uh, using better software. I'm actually going to have a camcorder soon, so I'm going to be using a camera instead of my phone to be filming these videos. How about that, huh? So I look forward to continuing to share with you, especially now as I make this transition from city boy to rugged outdoorsman or whatever I'm turning into. So thanks for coming along for the ride. I'll do my best to drive carefully. And I'll see you again soon.